Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. We have another uh, we have another author on the show today, and I'm super excited. By the way, I am Kim Doyle, your host, the WordPress Chick. Um, today we have Alan Dibb on the show, and I'm super excited. He's written a book called The One-Page Marketing Plan, and the subtitle is Get New Customers, Make More Money, and Stand Out from the Crowd. I don't know about you, uh, but I have I've done some business plans, and you know the idea of a one-page marketing plan to simplify my life. Holy moly, loved it! Uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. Again, this is Alan Dibb, and he is the author of the one-page marketing plan. So I will pass it over to the interview. Enjoy, you guys. Thanks. <laughs> Alan, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Kim. It's a pleasure. I am super excited to talk to you. You know, what's funny, too, is uh, before we had connected, I actually had gotten your book. So I was like, bonus. Um, so this is great. So, um, but, you awesome. know, awesome. Uh, yeah, I always ask people and I feel like I don't know if people are getting tired of this, but I find a ton of value in sort of a little bit of your backstory. So before we get into your business and, and the book, um, what were you, what were you doing that brought you to this place? If you could give us a little bit of your backstory, that'd be great. Sure. Sure. Look, uh, I was uh, a little bit like the typical sort of entrepreneur story. I thought I was good at, uh, the technical thing I did, which at the time was, uh, I was basically a dead broke IT geek. Um, I was, uh, trying to run my own IT business. And look, I was just struggling there. You know, I was so good at what I did and just frustrated because, you know, the the money in the bank just didn't reflect that. So um, that's really when I started uh, studying marketing in depth and um, uh, really try to get a handle on on the things that uh, can help you grow your business and uh, and basically working on the business. I know it's a cliche, but I uh, started working on the business rather than in the business. So anyway, long story short, I, I grew that business and uh, it, it grew into a national IT business and I, I sold that off. And then um, more recently, I uh, had a telecom business, which uh, we grew very fast in the first four years. We we're in the top 100 fastest growing uh, companies in the country um, and I sold that off a couple of years ago as well. So, so yeah, now, uh, now I'm basically teaching the stuff that, uh, that helped me grow my last couple of businesses. Love it. Anytime somebody can go from, you know, I think like, uh, uh Gerber and Emith says, you know, sort of that technician role where you're in your business and your hands on all the time, um, to, to seeing the bigger picture, uh, is huge. So when, now, with obviously being in IT and everything, you've always been um, in the online space. But with with your previous companies, were you doing you know the blogging, the content marketing as well, or was that a different space? No, not really. Like uh, at the time, I mean, uh, my my second business, which I sold, was in in twenty twelve. So it was the digital marketing was sort of 
it was starting to sort of take off uh, really towards the end of that business. So, yes, we did do uh, some digital marketing, some website stuff, but it's it's not like as big and as hot as it is now. So we were really doing old school stuff. We were doing um, direct mail, um, copywriting, all of that sort of stuff. And, and as I say in the book, uh, these are the fundamentals. So, I mean, uh, the online space, that's a media, and it's an awesome media. It's, I, I, I love it as a media, but it's important to put it in perspective. It is just a media. So you still – it doesn't take away the marketing fundamentals that, that you might use in, in direct mail, in print, or, or in anything else. So you really need to still understand the marketing fundamentals to, to have a good, good success in your marketing uh, campaigns. I've said this on the show a few times recently where – you know, I have found myself going back to like old school copywriting and, and sort of basic cop, uh, uh, like email copy and, and those things that worked 50, 60 years ago and are still working today. Cause again, those are the fundamentals. So I love, those, I love are, the fundam- those are the fundamentals. And although like technology's changed, uh, you know, people haven't changed, you know, uh, there's uh, software and then there's people which I call wetware. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, you know, wetware really hasn't changed in the last uh, 6,000 years of recorded history. So, uh, I mean, the things that pushed people's buttons 100 years ago or 1,000 years ago are the same things that are pushing people's buttons today. Well, totally. And do you find that, you know, you, I, I keep looking at the amount of physical subscription boxes and, and that, that whole model is interesting, but I, I think there is – Using some core direct response marketing, um, where I know you talk about tactics and strategies too, which I love. But in terms of, you know, people are getting back into some of that stuff. It's a great way to stand out and not that they ever went away, but I think there's this idea that because we live in, you know, this information age and this digital age that everything has to be online and that's not the case. <laughs> Yeah, and and it's just really the, this uh, sh- bright shiny object syndrome where you know the the latest social network comes out and everyone jumps on that, and the the latest SEO trick comes out and people jump on that, and and that's all cool. Look, I, I'm into that too. But uh, again, as you say, you know the fundamentals don't change. You you do need to produce good content. You do need to write compelling copies. So um, all of these sort of little bright shiny objects don't really uh, take away from the fundamentals. So in in, in fact, they, they enhance them. Uh, good point. Um, that's a tweetable. Um, but let's let, let's jump into the book because I've got a ton of questions for you. First, before we get into the content, what inspired you to write the book? Sure. So, um, look, I basically, I basically tell the story uh, at the beginning of the book where um, in, in my first business, one of the one of the things that I did, I hired a consultant to help me write a business plan because, uh, you know, and that was probably one of the, the only smart moves I uh, I did early on in terms of in terms of working on the business. But um, as it, you know, and he helped me write this awesome you know two hundred page business plan and had charts and graphs and everything. And literally after after I spent thousands of dollars with this consultant, I, I shoved this plan in the top drawer of my desk and I didn't see it until we were moving offices a few years later and I was cleaning out my desk and I looked at it and, uh, you know, tossed it in the trash and thought, you know, what a waste of money that was. <laughs> so um, so ba- basically um, 
when I thought about it later, I thought really the only part of that business plan that was worth anything was a little section. It was called the marketing plan. And, uh, you know, from that marketing plan, a lot of our uh, differentiation and our positioning and our products came from that. And even though I never referred to it again, the process that we did to create that marketing plan, that was hugely valuable. Now, uh, I wanted to basically distill that process for people in a really super easy brain dead way that, that anybody could understand and can do. You know, I didn't want people to have to hire consultants to have to write hundreds of pages to, to go through convoluted textbooks and things like that. So, so basically I thought, how can I distill the 80% or more of the value of a, of a business plan onto one single sheet of paper, onto one page? And, and that's where the, the one-page marketing plan concept came from. And so even before writing the book, I'd shared that with clients and I'd shared that when I was speaking from stage and uh, people really, really reacted well to that. They, they were very fascinated by the ability to be able to create a full marketing plan. And we're not holding anything back. This is a marketing plan that takes you from uh, takes a customer from being a cold prospect down to being a raving fan all on a single page. So that's basically the, the concept for the book and, um, and where we, we came from. <laughs> it's, it's, I love it. And, you know, it's funny as I actually did that. I owned a retail scrapbook store like back in 1998 and to get the lease with the property managers, they wanted a business plan. So then I was like 28 at the time and I went out and I bought software and I sat down and I just filled in the, and they were like, wow, this is great. We never looked at it again. We never touched it again, but it was, it was <laughs> one of like, we spit out this big fat report for them that looked beautiful and they were like, oh, okay, this is great. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like that really, <laughs> you know, and as a young adult, it was like, is this really how business works? But either way, I'd, I'd always been in, in, you know, with, with corporations before. So, Okay, so there's two exactly. things. And I, I, I wanted the one-page marketing plan to be something practical, something they could pin up on a wall in the office and just refer to daily and refine and be a living document. Well, I, which, you know, it's funny. You look at the popularity of an infographic almost, and I think it goes to tell you there's so much information out there, and it's like – you know, I, I talk about hacks and all this stuff. And it's like, at some point, you just let, let's just do it. And so if you can see it in front of you every day, I, I love it a living document. The next two things I want to talk to you about, because I love them, and I feel like they go hand in hand is the tagline of the book, which for the listeners is get new customers, make more money and stand out from the crowd kind of goes in line with with what you talk about in the book, which is the fastest path to money. And and I love this because, you know, there, there is a lot of noise. There is a lot of information online. Follow your passion. Do what makes your heart sing. And absolutely. But if you don't have money to put food on the table, you're not going to want to pursue the passion. So exactly. you, I, I just would love your input. And can you share some with the listeners from the book about both of those pieces? Sure, sure. So look, very common advice you'll get from coaches and consultants and things like that. Like, you know, they'll like work hard, follow your passion, all of this sort of stuff. And that's awesome. Look, uh, look, I, I'm way, way into that. I'm up for following passion. I'm up for working hard and all of that. But as uh, in terms of specific advice, I mean, that's not generally not very helpful. So what I do in the book, I, I, um, I liken uh, money to oxygen, uh, and uh, it comes from a famous Zig Ziglar quote where he says, money isn't everything, but it ranks right up there with oxygen. And 
Really, uh, I mean, you, you would have heard the the phrase "cash flow is king" in a business because uh, uh, um, the fastest way to kill a business is basically to cut it, cut off the cash flow. Exactly like like <laughs> like a human, you know. I mean, human totally. needs air. A business needs cash. So, so that's one of the things I say early on in the book. If you're uncomfortable with the notion of being in business to make money, then this book is really not for you. Look for, look for something else on Amazon because the, this book is about the fastest path to the money. Because And the reason for that is not because we're trying to be greedy or any of those sort of things. It's because money helps you solve problems. And, you know, it, it's handy because most businesses are full of problems, right? Yeah. So, and second thing is, you know, once you've taken care of yourself, when, once you're able to – to run a successful business, then you can start helping others. You can give back to the community. You can follow follow your passion. You can support causes that are important to you. But if you're broke and if you're uh, freaking out about where your next paycheck's going to come, you really don't have the mindset for helping others and being able to, to facilitate that sort of thing. Well, that's totally it. And it's like, I it's, it's, it's weird. I feel like people have this perspective of online businesses that it's going to happen so much quicker and the work isn't going to be involved. And it's like, well, no, sometimes Mm -hmm. you need to do the work that maybe you don't love until you can get to the place to do the thing you love. And, you know, so can you talk a little bit about, you know, what is the fastest path to money? And that's a probably a really open-ended question. (laughs) No, no, it's a, well, there's a very specific answer. I mean, in terms of, uh, business, the fastest path to the money is getting good at marketing. And, and the reason I say that is, you know, let's say let's say you get 50% better at negotiation uh, with your suppliers. Okay, you might squeeze a few points on your to your bottom line or if you get, uh, you know, 20% better at the technical thing that you do, okay, well, your product gets a little bit better and maybe a few more people might buy it and, and that sort of thing. But if you get even 5 or 10% better at marketing, that can double or triple your business. It can have exponential uh, effects to your business. So that's what I'm talking about with this book. Rather than having small incremental wins, we want to look for the, the really big wins, the, the stuff that's going to really turn your business around and give you exponential growth. Do you have any examples of people you've worked with or a story? Because sometimes I think people need to apply it to something tangible um, you know, and clients you've worked with that you can share. Sure. Look, 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 I've worked with a variety of clients from all different industries. Look, I, I don't have specific permission to mention a particular client's details, but I mean, I, I think I'm a great example. I was I was a dead broke uh, geek. I was good at the technical thing that I did, um, you know, and basically I was able to turn things around just because I started to focus a little bit on my marketing, on understanding uh, that you know, being good at the technical thing that I did, that was ne- – and getting a little bit better at it or, or, or even a lot better at it was never going to have a massive financial uh, impact to me. So uh, and that, that's one of the major mistakes people make. They think that having a really, really good product, that's the most important thing. But uh, I tell people, look, when does someone find out that you have a good product? And the answer is after they've bought. So um, so having a good product is a customer retention tool. But before you, you get the customer and before they find out that you've you've got a good product, you've got to get the customer. You've got to get someone to buy. So, And that, that's really a, a marketing skill. You know, it's interesting as I was thinking about um, 
I don't, you're probably familiar with both these, the like JV Zoo and Warrior Forum where people have digital software and, and, um, it, it's funny because there are plenty of products on either of those platforms that are crap, but they're great marketers. And Absolutely. so, and, and then again, I've come across in the WordPress space where you have these just amazingly dialed, coded, you know, you know, not a lot of blo- different plugins and software, but yet they never seem to get the traction because the person who developed it is not a marketer. And so, Absolutely. right. And, and it, it's so true. And it's, and I, I know for myself, what has always been a challenge is really marketing myself. If I'm the brand, it's like, Oh God. But at the same time, what's the likelihood that your market, you have to put it out there over and over and over again. Most definitely. And if, if you just have a think about some of the, products over the the last few years or last few decades that have died but that have been the leading products in the industry i mean if you if you think about products like um i don't know if you remember maybe i'm a bit old but uh, laser disc betamax videos um uh, you know things like the blackberry you know all, all all of these things were just the leading you know technical products in in their areas and now they're they're either dead or all but dead no, I, I totally, I, I'm not too. <laughs> I remember all those things too, so maybe I'm too old. But it's funny, and I was even thinking about that with like, I don't know, you remember the next telephones that had like walkie talkies, and now it's like, oh, I just yeah. use, I just use Voxer on my iPhone if I want to send a quick message, and exactly. I can send a quick message to anybody all over the world that has Voxer exactly. for free. So, exactly. yeah, absolutely. So now, Obviously, we want people to get the book, but can you talk? What is? How do you go through the one-page marketing plan? What's the process for for somebody who wants to do that? Sure. So it's basically a single page. It's been divided into nine uh, blocks, and uh, each we've got three blocks that talk about the before process, uh, three blocks that talk about the during process, and three blocks that talk about the after process. So it's it's the whole customer and marketing life cycle from start to end. So we start at before anyone even knows you, likes you, trusts you, and we end up with someone being a raving fan. So we, we tell you, the book basically is a walkthrough of that nine-step process to building a plan that takes you through the whole entire marketing life cycle and, and give, you know, the, and the book assumes nothing. So we, we you know, and – I always had myself in mind as, you know, from about a decade or so ago when I literally I knew nothing about marketing. I was just a dead broke IT geek. And what would I have liked to have known at that time? So we don't assume anything. um, And it's just it's basically a very simple walkthrough. I'm not a professor or a PhD. I don't have an MBA. So I've written it in very easy to read and understand language. I'm not interested in uh, being an academic or having this uh, as a university paper or anything like that. So I've put it in really easy to understand and grasp language that anyone can understand and the book assumes nothing. So and we take you through that whole process. So, and the feedback on that has been amazing. You know, I've had, uh, I've read some of the reviews on, on Amazon and, you know, um, I think I've, I've only got uh, a few, a handful of four star reviews. The rest are all five star reviews. And I've even had, um, uh, marketing professors in there say, you know, they, they've learned more from the book than, than they have in their career in, in, uh, in teaching marketing. So uh, it's been amazing feedback. So, 
that that was the the idea basically to 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 do it in a really simple nine step way and assume nothing. And just I just want to throw out there for the listeners because I downloaded mine, but that you can get like a fill in the blank of the one page marketing plan. There's a link in the book. So. Exactly. Yeah. There's a, there's a there's a template, and it's just literally fill in the blanks. F- follow follow along in the book and fill in the blanks. And by the end of the book, you'll have a comprehensive direct response marketing plan. Which is huge because then when these shiny objects come around or you see something, um, and I totally keep dissing Snapchat and it's not that, but it was just for me. It was one of those like, I cannot, I cannot be on one more platform right now. So I'm all about simplifying. And so I love this idea of simple nine grids, focus, you know, all of that. Um, let's, I want to talk a little bit about the wrong type of business plan, which you mentioned in the book. Can you share a little bit with the listeners what that is? Sure. So the wrong type of business plan is exactly as I, as I mentioned at the beginning, where you know you you're writing this document that's essentially never going to be used or referenced again. It's basically uh, hundreds of pages. It's got charts and graphs and projections. And I, I, look, I don't have anything against that. I mean, sometimes you do need to produce that kind of document, but it, it's not something that you can necessarily reference on a daily basis, and that's going to to give you clarity on, okay, what should I be working on today? What should I be, what should I be doing in my marketing and what, what should I do next? So yes, sometimes there is a place for that kind of document and it's probably usually when uh, bankers or investors are involved. But uh, what I wanted to do is basically create something that was practical, that could be pinned up on a wall and be used uh, on a daily basis. You know, the funny thing, too, with a lot of that stuff, as I have spent more time and energy on um, advertising and paid traffic, you know, there's a certain level of paying for data. But when the amount of time and energy that goes into creating a document that's going in a drawer, you have to ask yourself the value, just period. And it's, I don't know, it's not 1960. Yeah, yeah, Uh, things are different. Um, So let's talk. This is a very favorite topic of mine is the strategy versus tactics. And so if you could share that, and then if you could give examples of both, um, I'd I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Sure. As I mentioned earlier, like there's the bright, shiny object syndrome. And there's you know, it's it's so popular that uh, you know. Okay, there's this little hack that you can you can get up in the SEO rankings, or there's this new tool that will allow you to I don't know whatever produce an ebook really quickly, and and people get so hung up with these tools and stra- little little tactics and things to try and get ahead, and they don't know where to plug that in the big picture. Like you know, should I be doing LinkedIn? Should I be doing Twitter? Should I be doing SEO and writing blog articles? and all of that so these things are all just scattered and these are all tactics and there there's nothing wrong with them per se but not knowing where they fit into a strategy is you know is basically deadly so uh, to a business because you, you end up jumping from one thing to another thing to another thing and not really knowing the big picture not knowing where it fits in so uh, so i'll give you an example for example if i'm going to build a house 
right? I would hire an architect first, and the architect draws up plans for the house. So that's the strategy. So so the strategy is, okay, we're going to put the bathroom here. We're going to put the bedroom here. Um, we're going to have, make it three different levels. Then we go and get uh, permission from the council to – to, to do it all. So that's the strategy. So, so we need to have that all set up. And then there's the tactics, you know, the tactics for building the house. Okay. That may, tactics are, okay, laying the bricks, uh, digging the foundation, uh, putting in the plumbing, putting in the electricity. So if we had have started with tactics, if we had have said, all right, let, let's, let, let's, um, let's build the house without creating a strategy. Okay. You start laying bricks and then find out they're all in the wrong place or you dig the foundation and find out it's not deep enough or uh, that sort of thing. So, so you need both strategies and tactics, but you need to start with strategy. Totally agree. The strategy is essentially is your foundation, right? And so with tactics, so let's say someone, you know, is listening to the show and they have, I, you know, I think my audience is a mix of people that maybe have a WordPress business, whether they're freelancers or an agency. Um, but then you've also got information marketers, coaches, consultants, authors, that type of thing. And so, you know, and, and obviously, you know, that you want them to map out the, the one page business plan, but is there a tactic, do you think, or a, where, where would you start with a strategy? So we start with a strategy with, um, a business plan and a marketing plan. And that, that's kind of the point of the, the book where we do talk about tactics a lot. We do talk about specific tactics, but the whole book is about, okay, where do the tactics sit in? Okay. So, so, so number one block in the marketing strategy is, okay, what is my target market? So if I don't know my target market and, and know that very, very specifically, I mean, what is the point of me doing uh, various tactics. So like if my target market is not on Facebook, um, what's the point of me do- spending a lot of time on Facebook or, or if my target market is not on Twitter or not on Instagram or whatever, um, what, you know, th- there's just no point. So, so a whole big part of what we do in the book is map out. Okay. We talk about target market. We talk about what the message to that target market. We talk about what media to use, to reach that target market. Then, then we go through the, the lead capture process. So, so we set up the whole architecture. We set up the blueprint and the, the plan. And then we say, okay, now let's plug the tactics in. Okay. So this is how we reach people with direct mail. Or this is how we reach people with email. Or this is how we use social media. And we plug that into the big picture. So now we know exactly where that fits in our marketing strategy and what the goal of it is to do. That was awesome. What about somebody who doesn't know maybe, you know, where they're, it's a brand new business and, you know, they're looking to get out there and they have an idea of who their target market is or who they want to target, you know, and just again, using Facebook as an example, it's, it always amazes me when you actually go look at insights on a page that maybe is actively engaged and you want to start, you know, driving ads or doing custom audiences and you start looking at that and it's like, oh, wow, there's, there's, you know, one gender and one age demographic specifically. So how do you, how would you guide somebody who doesn't have the data yet for any of that? Sure. So, so, there's really no excuse to, to be blind these days. I mean, the data is out there. And uh, part of what we do is prior to committing to, to something in a big way, we, we test and measure. We, we can put, uh, I guess, small bets to figure out, okay, I can, I can put down 
say, $100 or $200 in Facebook uh, ad money, and I can validate a market or a product that way. I can say, okay, is there really someone willing to, to pay for that? So w- with, with a very small budget, you can actually uh, test and validate and see, okay, is there really a live market for this product or for this service or, or for this uh, target demographic? And then your answer then is either yes or no. And if it's yes, then okay, well, let's, let's invest in it. Let's put more, more into it. Let's map out a plan to, to get these as customers and keep them as raving, raving fan customers. Uh, and if there's not, we, we just cut it and we, we forget about it. So, we want to be very unemotional when it comes to choosing a, a target market and 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 a product and a service. We we want to do the stuff that has a very high probability of success. So a lot of people will will just go will, will say, okay, I have a feeling there, there's a good target market there, or I have a feeling this product will work. And I'm a pretty experienced marketer and. Even I get this very wrong many times. Sometimes what I think would have worked, it just doesn't. And sometimes what I think wouldn't have worked just blows up and, and goes crazy. So so I've learned never to rely on my own intuition. I, I just want to test and measure and see empirically from the data, is there someone willing and able to, to buy this product or service? With testing and obviously you know, whether it's, it's testing a Facebook ad or, you know, I've, I've done some simple tests with, you know, vertical niches and, you know, testing engagement on a page and cause you can run cheap likes and, and just start building it up that way. Um, and so from that perspective, and obviously again, like, I feel like I keep trying to like, all right, let's go sideways over here, Alan, but we've got the business plan. Is there, where do you feel? And I know you don't have a crystal ball, but are some solid, things that people could, you know, a tactic, whether it is email marketing or, and it's, I get it that it's going to be niche specific, but, you know, is there one thing that people could start implementing today that would make the biggest difference? It's, it's, it's really against my whole philosophy to just recommend one particular tactic because I, I just don't know the specific of the business. But what, what I will say is, is for, for people to, to resolve to be good at the business of what they do, so rather than just the technical thing of what they do. So uh, very often uh, I'll ask someone, you know, who's struggling in business, okay, tell me about your industry. And he'll say, oh, look, it's it's terrible. It's so competitive. Um, there's online discounters taking all our customers away and, you know, the margins are just razor thin and it's really difficult. And then, then I ask another question, is there anyone else in your industry who's doing really well and nine times out of ten, there always is. They'll say, "Oh, yes, there's, there's, there's my competitor Pete, and he's just doing great guns." But you know, it's because of this and this and this. And I say, "Look, if there's someone doing in every industry, that there's somebody who's doing really, really well, and there's someone who's just barely breaking even. And the main difference is the guys who are doing really, really well are good at the business of what they do." not just the technical thing of what they do. And the guys who are struggling are maybe good at the technical thing that they do, but they're not good at the business side. So so the one thing, if I could leave your people with, is basically resolve to be good at the business of what you do and resolve to become a good marketer, not just a good technician. I love that. I'm totally glad you did not give that tactic. It made me think of the story, and I, I for the life of me, I cannot remember the name of the company. 
Um, it was through Content Marketing Institute in one of their books where they talk about it was a fiberglass pool manufacturer and, and their company got hit really hard in the recession in 2008. And he went real grassroots and just started massive content marketing about customers' questions. He knew his business and he started saw, and, and it was just, now I think he's like the leading manufacturer in, in the Ooh. United States. But the point yeah. being, he knew his business, like you said. And so it wasn't about, um, and, and please correct me if this is not along the right path. Um, but he really knew what he was doing and he knew how to, to, he just answered the customer's questions and addressed that and did not worry about what other people were and were not doing. And he just went out there and started creating massive content to solve problems. That's absolutely fantastic. And questions from your customers are one of the best sources for creating pieces of content. So because if one one customer has that question, it's likely another hundred have that same question. So people will be – people literally type questions into the search engine, uh, into, into Google. So people will literally type in, okay, what type of pool should I get for this kind of yard and all of this? So, so it's absolutely a great strategy where – where you use questions from customers and turn that into pieces of content. Yeah. So thank you for validating that. And again, I just, I love the fact that it was really be good at your business. Um, so what is on the horizon for you and, and your company this year? Sure. So look, uh, on the back of this book, we'll be releasing a course pretty soon. So basically taking people through uh, this visually we're just at the moment in production of getting an audio book version of this book done so so by the time people uh, hear this we should have our uh, audio book version on audible.com so um yeah so and and basically just just helping people uh with their business and their and and their marketing uh, basically through coaching through our products through our books and and publications and through through the blog so um yeah that's just uh, where we're continuing this year yeah finish the year on a high note with what you already focused on getting out i i can't you know it's one of those things i've thought about i really i have started outlining i'd love to write a book so how was that process for you just a last little fun question <laughs> oh look it nearly killed me but, <laughs> but but i did it in a very short compressed period of time literally um i did this book in about 30 to 40 days. So I was, I was doing 12, 13, 14 hour days, but I mean, you don't have to do it in such a crazy fashion. If, if I did it over a period of three, four months, I could have uh, taken, taken it a bit easy, but uh, I really just wanted to get it out there. Um, I, I had the outline already and it was just a matter of pumping out the material. So yeah, I'm glad I, I did do that. But yeah, <laughs> if you do it in a more sane time frame, then it's, it's really not that big a deal. But you got it out and it's doing well. So <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yes, it's doing very well. Awesome. So, Alan, where is the best place for people to connect with you? Sure. So, um, my blog is at successwise.com. So, you can you can join my mailing list there. Uh, if you go to 1PMP, so, so the number one, P for Peter, M for Mary, P for Peter.com. So, that, that's the landing page for my book. And and there you can uh, see some of the material from the book and you can it'll take you through to the Amazon link to, to buy it if you want to buy it. So, um, yes, yeah, successwise.com and 1pmp.com. Awesome. And everybody listening, again, all the links to everything will be in the show notes. And it's I love the book. I've downloaded the resources. Um, I highly recommend it. Alan, thank you so much for being here. Pleasure talking to you, Kim.